Yo, what's up? You're listening to First Giving Honor to God. I'm Whitney, your host, lover of God, creative, and somebody who never thought they would start a podcast. But here we are, and I'm going to take the time to share the lessons I've learned over the last decade as God has tried to steer me right back here to my creative calling. But I won't be alone. I'm tagging in some friends, colleagues, and folks I've just been rooting for to share the story of faith behind their brands and careers, all to help you bring your own vision to life and honor God through your work. So if God is giving you a vision that's big, nah, huge, this podcast is for you. talk a lot on this podcast about my creativity and how I went from being a lifelong creative to not producing at all. And I often think about the people who listen to this who either don't know they're creative yet or don't see it as a viable option for their life either. And that's why I'm so excited for you to hear from my guest today, Siobhan Mitchell. Siobhan is a multi-hyphenate creative and my homegirl. She's an award-winning filmmaker, producer, podcaster, author, and so much more. But there was a time when creativity wasn't her career, when she had to take a leap of faith to live in her creative calling. And whether you're a creative or not, I think people know what it's like to find yourself in the wrong space or in a place where you're just no longer fulfilled by what you're doing. What I've seen through Siobhan's creativity and her work is someone who's willing to fill in the gaps, to produce what's missing, and to help others do the same. To me, She's not just living out her own dreams. She's helping to change an entire industry and ultimately how we're seen and how we see ourselves. You're going to love this conversation. So many laughs and so many gems. So let's jump in to episode four of season two of First Giving Honor to God, Create Space. Hey, everybody. Thank y'all so much for jumping back in for episode four. I can't believe we are almost at the halfway point of the podcast, but here we are. And I want to say thank you so much to my good friend, Siobhan, for joining me today. Hey, hey. Hi. I think we're going to have a really good conversation. She, she's singing to y'all right off the bat. <laughs> but as you heard at the top, Siobhan is a multi-hyphenate creative. She does it all. Um, she is also the queen of use your words, her words, not mine. <laughs> but she really is. She's all about helping you use your words, but also helping storytellers who are committed to telling authentic stories that are led by their faith. And so, of course, perfect person to have on the podcast because that's what we're trying to do here too that's what we're trying to do (laughs) help the people help the people because you know I feel like a lot of us are not using our gifts in the right spaces because we feel like they can only be used in one location but um Siobhan is doing amazing work to help us get free from that mindset oh thank you I'm trying Mm -hmm. You are. You're doing a great job. You're helping me. I mean, I am a hard case, so thank you. <laughs> You're not. Cut it out. I mean, the people <laughs> have heard the podcast. They know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So we're going to hop right in um, and, and kind of dive into some good conversation around creativity, around doing kind of the thing that you were put here to do. Um, and I think Siobhan is going to give y'all um, a lot of really good insight. She is um, always dropping gems. So I'm sure she's going to get us together in this podcast. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you won an award from Achi Magazine, correct? Correct. I was like, oh my gosh, that's where you're going. I yeah. am going. I'm going to take you there. You're going to go with me. But so she wins this award, Playwright of the Year, um, which was incredible. So proud of you again. Congratulations. Thank um, you. But one of the things you said during your acceptance speech um, really stood out to me. It was such a good acceptance speech. I was crying on Instagram like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that you talked about was um, pivoting and telling people like not to limit themselves and not to be afraid. Um, and it's funny because I guess I, when I met you, it was as a creative. And so I just had this assumption that you were uh, always kind of walking and talking as a creative person. Um, so talk to me about how did you land um, in your creative career and, and what was kind of the journey to get you here, um, you know, in, in the way you want to tell it? Of course, you would go back to the speech. You're just too much. <laughs> it was such a good speech. <laughs> uh, really, honestly, and I don't think I really have talked about this to anybody. Well, I might have, but. I was sitting at my desk of my then nine to five. So my undergrad is in counseling. And I remember sitting there and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, looking out the window, I was like, I want to be out there. Like I thrive in, uh, in environments that aren't predictable. I don't mm -hmm. do very good in day-to-day um, -day, like mundane routine i know other people do sometimes i wish i did but i just don't mm -hmm. do well with that and i remember sitting there and because i work in a counseling agency of course you go down the hall and you sit on one of the therapists like sofas. <laughs> and i remember talking to him and i said um like i don't like this anymore like i'm i'm good at it i appreciate it but i don't feel like it's like fueling my soul of course I'm mm -hmm. dramatic and I'm crying by now like whole tissues all everywhere and he looks at me so matter-of-factly like what are you afraid of he was like just take a jump mm -hmm. and I'm just looking at him like this is not what I came here for like I don't know what that is he's like talk me and, off the ledge please yeah and he's like you do and I was like okay so I remember uh going to a church and it was uh, a girl that I knew from church and we just ended up talking. It was literally the Lord, but we ended up talking that day before service. And she was telling me about um, a graduate program she was in that she only had to go quarterly to go on campus. And she was hmm. going for, what was it? She was going for um, uh, book writing. Gotcha. And she was like, you should go because by then I have written my first book. And she was like, I think it'll be really good. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a publisher. Sure. So I go to school uh, in the nick of time, like write the essay. Literally, it was God. <laughs> write the essay in the nick of time, get in. And I actually go to start the publishing track. And I realized I didn't want to do it. And mm -hmm. I started doing screenwriting. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I started. Like, literally, it was just me being like, this isn't fueling me like I don't yeah. want to do this well I think 
I feel like so many people, especially like right now, um, coming out of the pandemic, I think people have seen um, like seen the light for lack of a better term. And people are are really trying to look at their life and say, what do I really want my life to be? And I feel like people often think when it comes to creativity specifically that if you didn't start it young and you, you know, weren't a five-year-old prodigy that you can never do it. And so that's really why I wanted to start there was for people to understand, like, sometimes you are just sitting at your desk and you are, you are feeling the feels of, I can no longer do this. This is no longer fulfilling me and that it is okay to just take a leap and to pivot. Um, but people are afraid, I think, um, Yes. of what people are going to think about them. They're afraid of um, how do I realistically do this? And so I love that you kind of um, talk through like where you were in your mind. Like you didn't take the leap and, and you there weren't tears. It, it was a real moment for you. There were tears and there were <laughs> tears after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's what a leap of faith does. So I love that. Um, so You are, um, you know, now kind of, you know, after that, working as a creative, doing all of this stuff. Um, As you were beginning to pursue your creative career, coming from a counseling background, coming from kind of following the traditional path, were there mindsets that you had to fight within yourself, especially as a Christian who was going into the creative space? Like what what was that dialogue like? Wow. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> I wish I could see all the faces I'm making at her. She's uh, killing me. <laughs> I, I would say I, I did. I had to fight so many mindsets because, you know, if we're going to, you know, I'm going to be honest yeah. and it's not to offend anybody. It's for us to do better. But we are sold this thing as um, our, our faith, our belief, this like name it and claim it, you know? Mm-hmm. So to tell more about myself. Don't y'all judge me. I, I can't remember if it was before or after. It was before I had, so I kind of had these like two moments where I was like, this is not it. So I remember before I went and got my master's, I had started writing my first book and mm. I was writing it at work. Yep. On the clock, writing it at work. Oh, we work. do. We all do that. <laughs> and so I remember like knowing that this was a good book mm-hmm. and then knowing it because I let some of my coworkers read it and they were like, this is it, sis. So I, I gave my boss at that time. I love her. Uh, I gave her a 90 days notice that I was going to quit. <laughs> That's so gangster. But 90 days though. <laughs> and so I remember getting to this point of like where I had started like doing my own tours because like I wanted to own everything. I wanted to make all my own money. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to come and I like had to pay them. So I started my own publishing company. I did all the things and I'm in the middle of this tour and I'm like, this is not going to pay my rent. (laughs) So I had to go back with humble pie and say like, can I like, keep my job and she was like girl yes I threw that joy away (laughs) but I said that like one of the things that I had to really like deal with is this name it and claim it and that we don't Mm -hmm. have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. Uh, because actually I'm great at counseling and I could go in and I can talk and I can you know 
see a certain amount of people. I can do like HR stuff in the office and that's that. But if I'm going to be a creative, like there's nobody over my shoulder, like seeing if I'm doing, if I'm being productive, nobody cares. Right. They're just like, okay, you're creative. Cool. Whatever. We, they already really don't believe it. Right. So now it's like, what are you going to do? And then if you have nothing to show for, you know, so it definitely was that. And then also uh, validation. Like, mm. I know it's so easy for people to see like Siobhan today, but I, I wanted to be validated by my family, by, you know, like people that have made this big grand announcement. Like, I'm getting my master's in screenwriting and like, I like, because they were then comparing me to somebody who I'm not going to say, but <laughs> like, are you going to have your stuff in like Hollywood? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> have no idea how. Sure. So it's like those also that pressure of yeah. performance when you actually know that you've been sitting in your room watching TV and you haven't written anything. It's research. It's research. <laughs> so I would say like disciplined. And then also, like, what am I saying to myself? Because mm-hmm. then you start to hear other people and then you see other people producing and people making these strides. And then are you going to move? Because, you know, where you live is really not popping. So I would say it definitely was what other people said. And then what I was saying to myself, like, yeah, every day is not an excellent day of talking to yourself uh, in a healthy manner. Yeah. Some days it's like, I'm going to hide under these covers and I don't want to come out until this time next week. Real. Real. Yeah, I think I think that's so good, though, to tell people because I think we think making your mind up is enough. Like having the resolve to just do it is going to make this magical moment appear. But there is like real work on the other side of the decision. And there's a lot of kind of shedding of of what you believe about yourself, what you um, expect. And so I, I think especially as believers, um, we will rely on thinking, oh, God is just going to perform a miracle and I'm <laughs> going to become an award winning, you know, filmmaker, an award winning author just because I just dis- I made this decision but there's real work that has to happen and yeah. there's a humbling sometimes I know for me um there's been a huge humbling of like grow up like you're you are talented and you do have the skill but you got to hone it you got to refine it yeah. and then you've just got to put some sweat equity in like that's just the reality of things yeah. so I'm glad you said that for sure so thinking about that and you kind of having this understanding of like, I've got to do the work. One of the things that I've really admired um, as I've been watching you and in the time that I've known you is I don't feel like you sit around and wait for opportunities. You know, I hear you talking about what you want to see in the industry, what's important to you as a filmmaker and a creative. And then mm-hmm. I see you go out and create it, which I'm always like, Javon, <laughs> we was just talking about that last Thursday. And now she's like, I got a new show coming out. <laughs> so talk to me about, you know, that and, and why it's important for you to, to make the opportunities for yourself instead of just sitting around um, what, what does that mean to you and why is that so important? I think honestly, 
I'm a I'm a doer. I don't mm-hmm. know anything outside of that because I, I believe it's a gift. But I also like you were saying about refining. I do recognize God is refining this in me because <laughs> I'm very jump out the window, build while we're we're falling to the ground. But yeah. that also means that sometimes I'm working harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I'm this way is because I I remember when I was in school, like for my uh, screenwriting degree. And I just did not like the feeling of first, everybody in the program, granted they were coming for screenwriting, but they had a skill, like they worked on sets. I was mm-hmm. never been on a set in my life. Never have um, like read a script, written a script. I didn't know anything. And so they know all of this stuff. And I just remember feeling like, I don't know what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I don't like feeling ignorant. Yeah. So for me, it's like I never wanted other people to feel the way I felt. And I I feel like why not just create that opportunity? Why not just give somebody else that space to be better? Because if we don't do it, what's going to happen? Nothing. We're going to still be talking about it a year from now. And in that, though, I've learned that sometimes I don't I'm not even going to say don't plan well. I don't have all of the uh, things in place. So I'm overworking Mm -hmm. or I don't ask for help because I'm like, no, I can do it. And that's not a good thing because that can like fuel your ego. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that's something definitely God has been on me about. Like you are not going to be able to go far, like far in life, far in this like creative space if you're literally doing everything on your own all the time. And that's so difficult for me because that's like, here, we're going to get a good counseling session. That's difficult for me because I don't like the feeling of being let down. So I don't want to ask anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I feel like this, I'm a very, a very big advocate for paying people for what they do. Yeah. And you know, we we's on a budget right now. Hello. So <laughs> it's that that thing of like, oh, I don't want to like ask people and then they're like insulted. So I've just learned to at to a deficit maybe do it all on my own. Um mm-hmm. and then yeah, it's just important. Like, I don't know, I, it makes me feel good. Even with looking at your podcast it makes me feel good to see somebody do something that was an idea and then see it real life yeah and i'm like we can't just keep complaining about the shows we don't want to see or we have to do something so i'm just yeah. a doer yeah yeah i love that though i mean and i think one of the things i can say is being around you being a doer it makes you a doer too like i feel <laughs> like you you really have you level the squad up because it's like oh wait Siobhan is on the moving train and she's going to ask you every time she talks to you like what are you doing what are you working on i'm like stop asking me that period Podcast i am not coming it's not coming back <laughs> <laughs> But like, I think that really is contagious. And I think that just speaks to your your gift. And really, you know, I, I don't think your counseling background was for naught. Like, I think it was it was God so smart. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he really plans everything He to have a creative person who has a counseling background. It man, it's necessary in this <laughs> because I don't think people understand how 
um, much creativity lends itself to like depression, anxiety, like um, self-image issues, because you really are taking a piece of yourself and then offering it out to the world, like judge me. And so people deal a lot with that. So I think, um, I think that's why you're in this space with the, the background that you have for sure. Absolutely. So as we are talking about Christians and and creativity, one of the things you and I have have had conversations about um, is just kind of this understanding that there are stories um, that we need to tell that aren't necessarily um, a story that people think Christian creatives are supposed to tell. What do you think is our responsibility as Christian storytellers um, to, you know, honoring the Holy Spirit, but also doing the work that that God is asking us to do? Like, how do you walk that line? And 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 what do you think other people need to start thinking about if they're afraid to do the work they know God is calling them to do, but they feel like um, the Christian community won't understand it? That's so loaded. So I think the first, the first thing is, you said, what is our responsibility? Do we have yeah. one? And yeah. y'all, this is not going to be a deep answer at all. It's, <laughs> our responsibility is not to be dry and not to be basic. Come on. Come on. <laughs> because, and, and we've talked about it. We are supposed to, one, like, live a full life. Mm-hmm. Like, God it says it because you know it's in the Bible and I'm not going to give you the scripture because it's going to be the wrong place. But Read the whole Bible. It's in there. <laughs> but he literally like speaks of, of us having joy, right? Mm-hmm. And like enjoying life and being fruitful. So I think that we miss that first step with uh, being able to create because yeah. we don't live a full life. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to talk about something that you don't do. Yeah. You, you, you can't, can't do it right so that's why it's very easy and that's why we see the replica of christian films and it's and i'm not saying this to like offend but we do this whole like it's a football game and then we point you to this dramatic thing that happens on the field and then you go to the church and then you're praying and then somebody got saved right yes. but that's not how our lives are on a daily basis Mm -hmm. So I think the responsibility that we have is first to actually interact with people in the world that don't look like us and don't believe like us. So we have this well-rounded depiction of what's going on and then we can create because I mean, let's be serious. Jesus went to parties, right? Right. And he sat with people who didn't believe that he even was real, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is why he was able to have these parables because mm-hmm. he was trying to help you understand what he was talking about, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's go live life and then tell stories that are good because yeah. stories that are good, for example, we all love Martin. We love the Fresh Prince. We like, And they didn't mention God at all, but they had morals. You can mm-hmm. identify yourself. You can see yourself. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's important right now. We're missing from seeing ourselves. Mm-hmm. What's on TV is toxic. Like we're yeah. all not toxic human beings that are like fighting each other every day. It's yeah. okay to put hope and it doesn't mean like tell a lie. 
and like make it a fairy tale. But it's okay to have hope that has layers because we live yeah. a layered life. Yeah. So I just think that's our responsibility, like to do a better job with being honest about the stories we want to tell. It's okay if you want to tell stories that don't point people directly to the cross. You're not going to go to hell for that. You're not. Exactly. I love that you, man, you, oh, you said so many things that like, I want to touch on every single one of them. Cause you know, I'm, this is, you and I talk about this ad nauseum. Um, but the, the thing that I think I love the most is you talking about how Jesus living his life allowed him to have these great parables to tell. And I was talking to somebody this weekend and I was telling them um, that Jesus would do the practical thing before he would ever like try to start performing the miracles. Like I was thinking about when he called the disciples and he was like helping them figure out how to catch their fish first. Like he solved a very practical need that they had. And then he was like, Hey, you want to follow me? And and I think we oftentimes are like, I need to be like super deep, super spiritual. And then people will want to be around me. They can't relate to you. You have helped them with no real, actual, tangible problem that they have. And I think as a storyteller, we are solving a problem. We are helping people see themselves in a way that they never have or to see themselves for the first time and to Mm -hmm. me I think that's a very powerful gift um, that sometimes I think as creatives as storytellers we diminish because we feel like am am I really helping the kingdom with what I'm doing and I think you just you just gave a good case for how we really really are so thank you for sharing that you're welcome yeah I mean and I like that you said that too just about yeah he uh he didn't yeah he went and he said hey you need you want to catch some more fish i cool Mm -hmm. i got you go throw that joint back down yeah and then when they saw that you know the miracle in that yeah then they were like wait a minute how'd you do this and in the wrong spot (laughs) right and so it's the same thing for us i think we we as you said as a storyteller we diminish our value because we don't recognize that our stories exude the light. Yes. We're shining the light in the darkness and it doesn't have to be super deep. It's just the basic of telling a good story. It is because what's in you is going to come out of you. You know, mm-hmm. like you you were saying, we're not all toxic. We There is, you know, layers to the way we live. And I think the more that we as Christians tell the real story of like how we live, then it's going to always point back to Jesus because I feel like every single day, and you probably feel this too, like every day of my life, there's a little miracle kind of like tucked into it. There's a moment where I'm like, I shouldn't have been able to do that. I shouldn't have had access to this thing. Like that in that in and of itself is a miracle. And I don't need to be like, it was Jesus. People, people know, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Or they're going to ask like, Hey, like, how did you do that? And that's when you kind of like have the, the opportunity to open that door. So I love that you are giving people very practical, um, like it don't have to be super deep. Like, don't be basic. I love when you say that. It's my favorite thing that you say. <laughs> it really is. I'm I trying not it. to say it because I'm like, oh, people are gonna be like, who are you? I just don't want us to be basic. Because we don't have to. I mean, <laughs> there are I feel like when I go to the movies and I see Christian quote unquote movies versus what y'all would say are like non-Christian movies. 
the the storytelling is so starkly different in that we just don't we we try to tell like a surface level story and I don't know about you, but like I don't walk away from that feeling like I connected with any of those people. I feel like these are superhumans. I don't know them people. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> and I just I want people, like honestly, I just want people to walk away knowing like you're not alone. You're not the only one feeling this. And I know yeah. that that's what that's what you're trying to do and are doing um through all of the amazing things that you're creating. So now we cannot have this conversation without talking about your Instagram presence. Um, That comes for me every day. Siobhan's Instagram is, is, is reading me daily. It's like, Oh, Hey, good morning. Let me, let me reinforce what Jesus was telling you last night. (laughs) Oh gosh. Sis, your Instagram really comes for the people, but I love it so much because I feel like you you are helping us. So let's talk Create Beyond Sunday. Um, you you are dropping <laughs> some incredible resources. You are uh giving people, I mean, Siobhan, the the one about I told you to write it down, not to figure it out, it comes for me daily. Like it really comes for me every day. God is like, remember that post from Siobhan? Think about it, meditate on it. So what, what really is Create Beyond Sunday? What are, what are you, um, what are you hoping to give to the people through this particular project? So it's so funny. I, um, so, you know, we talk about, I just jump out the window and I do things. One, my Instagram posts really be what Jesus say to me. So y'all just Oh, so it's, uh, it's you too. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's really him saying like. I'm going to gather you and then you just share with the people. So it's never about y'all. It's always about me because <laughs> I am the child that he's like, so I have to come and get you, huh? Because you just are doing You're the most. Right. <laughs> doing the most. Um, but really Create Beyond Sunday just came from the space. I think I was ranting and raving one day with God and I was just like, I don't know how else to tell the people that you don't, you're not limited to just Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth about like the name. And then I was like, oh, this is a dope name. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so what is this? And honestly, it's really evolving um, because I don't think that I did a good job. I know everybody's like, oh, you like did all this stuff this year. But I also was reasonably not that obedient because I didn't create mm-hmm. like I created a space, you know, I created conversations, but I didn't tangibly create these things Mm. that are in my brain that I I see. And it was also from this aspect of believing that I needed 800 people to execute these ideas. Yeah. And God was like, you have a a phone, don't you? You got a camera, don't you? You better go figure out how to be a one woman show and like tell these two minutes uh stories and get over yourself and so it's honestly um I think this is the first time in a while that I've been like really genuinely excited about what is coming and Mm -hmm. I have to keep telling myself like I can't tell my friends all the things because I'm so used to telling y'all um everything like this is a great idea and I kind of want everybody to be surprised um but if this is really create beyond Sunday it's going to be a space where you actually see that what it looks like to create beyond Sunday 
Um, and it just so happened that it's being, I, I can't say this, that it's being led by conversations about it. Um, but then everything after that is going to actually be what it looks like tangibly mm-hmm. to create Beyond Sunday. And I'm just looking forward to it expanding um, because, you know, we are visionaries and, you know, I see the end like it's going to be this and I just <laughs> want to go straight there. But yes. I'm really trying to work on in this like part of my life of being present mm-hmm. and not rushing like the journey because I'm going to look back five years from now and I'm going to not have seen all the like m- miracles that happen mm-hmm. in between then and now. And I just don't want to be, uh, yeah, I just don't want to be rushed and, and not mm-hmm. by people, but by my own internal alarm that's mm-hmm. like, you gotta be amazing and have <laughs> 18 million people co-signing. No, like, I want God to co-sign yeah. and for him to be like, okay, this is it. So I hope I answered your question. No, you did. Like, I I, I have loved watching you just um, tell stories in a way that's so authentically you um, in this, like, space, you know? And, and I mean, it's like a 15 second reel or 30 second reel (laughs) and I'm like man I feel like I learned so much about Siobhan like the one about your hair like I'm like why am I crying at her going to the hair salon why is this emotional for me (laughs) because it it was such a good story it really was and I've really just been enjoying kind of your presence on social media and I think a lot of people you know feel like people struggle with social media they struggle with how to actually show up as themselves and it's it's empowering to watch you just show up like this is who I am these are the things I'm into this this is where I I go when I'm thinking um I, I love to see that and and I think more people need to see it so how how do you just show up on social media a place that if we're honest, feels very fabricated most of the time. I was going to say the ghetto. Like the ghetto. It does. It it just doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like oftentimes I'm looking at social media and I'm having an outer body experience mm-hmm. because I'm like, dang, is how is everybody having like these high, high highs all the time? <laughs> and I know it's not real. So how do you show up on social media as a storyteller, as just a person mm-hmm. and do it authentically? Uh, so I would say, honestly, and, you know, we're just going to tell the truth. I don't feel like that I have up until the past three or four weeks. Yeah. And I literally, it was because I have been posting the, uh, what are those things called? I want to call it a slideshow. I, I sound like a old, little old lady. Carousel. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Sophia. It's okay. <laughs> this is why I got to get out the house. Oh, gosh. If y'all don't know, I watch Golden Girls like almost every day. But They're my girls. <laughs> I, I was doing the carousels and I and like everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so dope. Blah, 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 blah. Um. And I remember waking up one morning and I was like, I don't want to do no more. I love it. I love it. I was like, I hate it. I was like, if this is how I have to be successful, I don't want to. 
I don't want it. I was like, I don't know. And I'm not knocking anybody else because it's people who are successful. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do anymore. I I did one carousel (laughs) and I was like, "Mm -mm, this is tiring. It's too many words. And it comes to me easy, but I was like, I don't. And this is, and I was going to post about it and maybe I'll wait until when this comes out. But I I said, honestly, God, I want my Instagram to look like the, the inside of a magazine. I said because I remember how much I loved when I got Essence and you know before I got like real like thin small right but I remember like just how the pages look different mm-hmm. and if we're honest our life looks different Damn. and it doesn't need to look like stock footage every day and I get like aesthetically it looks like amazing but when I looked at the people that I enjoy, you know, looking at their social media, whether it's creatives or not, it, it doesn't look the same, you know? Mm. Um, it, it looks beautiful. It looks colorful. And I just was like, either I am going to embrace who I am and be okay with it and, and be okay with some days I'm going to put up here. I don't want to post anything. Mm-hmm. Um and be honest because like that's what people need like they need the truth that's how we get better that's how we grow that's how we support each other and i just that's what i've been telling myself siobhan if this doesn't look like the inside of a magazine you're doing the wrong thing and it's it's funny because it's hard to retrain my brain because some days i'm like wait should i like go back to and like Mm -hmm. have it no because then you're not being yourself so honestly, that's what is the push has come from. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a color palette because if you read my second book, I don't even have a favorite color. So, well, I didn't know that. I do not have a favorite color. I I've tried to force myself to, but I don't have one, <laughs> and I'm not gonna make myself have one. So, but I'm okay with that now. Oh, I, man. Oh, I think that is what people are craving though mm-hmm. I think people want to see the fullness of people's lives because if you think back to when Instagram like first came out and, and Instagram is where I am sp- mostly um I'm in right. the Twitter streets but sometimes y'all acting up over there um <laughs> but if you think about Instagram was really a place for you to like share pictures with the people that you knew and yeah. connect And I think the moment that it became this like aesthetically pleasing location is when it began to feel suffocating and it started to become comparison, you know, city. Like it was, what are they doing? Okay. Everybody's doing a a white aesthetic. I'm going to do a white aesthetic. Everyone's going to pale pink. I'm going to go to pale pink. But I really feel like so many of us sit in our houses for most of last year and what we want to see is people living yeah. and we want to be living. And I think the more that you see people doing like real actual stuff, living their real life, telling their real stories, the more permission it gives you because I think we do give each other permission. And I think social media is powerful in that way. Yeah. And I do, I think you're using it in such a, a great way where you are telling people it's okay to just show up. It's okay to go and live your life. It's okay to tell your story. Um, it's empowering us to know 
I can do that too. Like I don't have to try and become this fake fairy tale version of myself. I just need to go live the life that's before me. Facts. Because yeah. listen, the quarantine put me into a uniform of tights and a hoodie. So do y'all want to see that? Girl, <laughs> let me tell you, I am, I wore a heel on Sunday and I said, oh no, I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> Gonna wear sneakers for life. <laughs> So, Siobhan, let's tell the people um, one of the things you're really doing. I think that's really cool. Um, before we go, talk to them about um, the writer's room and about your creative toolkit, how they can kind of connect with you and get some resources that you've got out there. So, people, on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock, we meet up and we actually write as a group. It's really my own selfishness <laughs> that it's no Right. I needed accountability because I'm back writing a script, but it's been really, really fun. It's actually on Zoom. The link is always in my bio on Instagram. So you can always come and hang out. No pressure. You don't have to stay the whole time. And then my toolkit. So I have a toolkit. It's pretty amazing. You know, it's about (laughs) it's it's quite full, but it's something that I wish I had when I started out, like really working on sets because I didn't know what I was doing. And it's just beneficial. It gives you like an overview of things that you need to know before you go on set. If you're doing your own project, if you're considering podcasts, it kind of gives you a full gamut of things that you just need to know. So it's a great resource. And I do offer like on the side, like I read people's scripts, but I don't really talk about that. (laughs) How come I didn't know that? Yeah, I read people's scripts and give them feedback and on their ideas because I'm trying to save people from not having great ideas because I have such a producer brain. Look who's learning right here on her own podcast. <laughs> it's me. No, like for real. Um the the writer's room is so incredible. I needed to write like one of the podcast episodes one day. It was like the day before I had to record it. So I jumped on the writer's room uh, and it was definitely very helpful. I got it all done in the time that we were on there together. Uh, and the toolkit if you, I think so many people are very interested in film and, and things right now and podcasting, but it is very overwhelming. When I tell you, like, I don't like feeling ignorant either. And when I opened that thing, I was like, oh my God, when was this <laughs> 10 years ago when I was out here really, really wanting to do this and young and had energy. Um, but even in my old age, I appreciate it. It's really, really a useful tool. So thank you for creating it for us. You're welcome. All right. So tell the people where they can find you uh, and how they can connect with you on social media, your website, all of that. It'll be in the show notes, but, you know, maybe you're driving. So you can find me on Instagram, Siobhan Mitchell. I had to think, like, what is my Instagram? But it's (laughs) Siobhan Mitchell. And then also I'm on Twitter, but I only talk about shows and that's kind of getting rare. And then you can go to my website, which is SiobhanMitchell.com as well. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining me. You are the absolute best. And everybody, we will talk to you in these internet streets, as Siobhan likes to say. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace. That's our show. Thanks for stopping through for First Giving Honor to God. This episode was produced by Whitney Hall. Our editor is Brandon Hall. And our music is by Vodavaz Productions. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on socials at Honor to God Pod and visit our website, honortogod.com, where you can grab the show notes and grab some really dope merch. Also, 
head over to iTunes and subscribe to our show. You do not want to miss an episode. And while you're there, if you love us, leave a rating so we can continue to bring you dope episodes. Again, thanks for listening. We'll talk in two weeks.